Hello there, welcome along to episode 87 of the Empire Strikes Back, a UK-based New York Yankees podcast. My name's Kev and I'm be your host tonight. Glad to say I'm joined by Mark Blake. I'm having more difficulty than your um, technical difficulties here. Mark Blakemore, how you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Kev. Sorry about that. Yes, hopefully I'm coming through a little bit better than maybe I might be, but we'll see. Yeah, he's having a little bit of difficulties with his headphones tonight, so he might sound a little bit distant, but I'm sure if you listen hard, you'll be able to hear his um, dulcet tones. And also I'm joined by Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm thrilled to be part of such a well-oiled machine, you know, that we... (laughs) (laughs) We did plan this yesterday and then I completely forgot about it, so um, yeah, it's been one of them afternoons. I never seen that. I never actually seen the notification until like ten minutes ago, and I was like, "Oh no, I had to run in." To be fair, my uh, my missus was in here using the treadmill anyway, so I wouldn't have been able to start any earlier. Um, yeah, so we just thought we'd get together tonight. David might join us at some point. He hasn't came back and said um, if he can jump on or not yet, so we might add David in if he comes along. Um, we're just trying to get back in the groove of doing this a bit more regularly, so we're going to talk a little bit about. Obviously, Carlos Road on tonight. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, are we going to fill the the need in the outfield? Um, might have a look at some of the other stuff that's got gone on, like Carlos Correa. Um and his let's just talk about that. Yeah. Just talk about <laughs> yeah, did you see the Mets fan that bought the yeah, shirt? Yeah, he bought the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see the today. Andy Gibbs shared it on the shared it on yeah. the bases loaded yeah. uh, Facebook page. It made me laugh. It's always a danger we're getting a name and a name and number on your top. Jack, if you're listening, you're right, mate. Don't get a, don't get a name, just get a number. Um, yeah, so we'll probably have a bit of a chat about that if we've got time. It won't be a long one tonight. Um, but just trying to get back in the groove. So I think when we left off in the last episode before Christmas, uh, all of us were optimistic that the Rodon deal would get done, and we were right to be optimistic. So. I'll go start with you, Mark. How are you feeling about the Rodon deal? I'm delighted about it. Um, I think it's a, it's a really good addition. And obviously he proved himself in San Francisco last season. And I think it just solidifies the rotation. We've now probably got one of the top, certainly top five rotations, if not top three. So I'm delighted. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm not, who would, who would, have the best rotation, do you think, if it isn't the Yankees? I think the Mets, unfortunately, would yeah. probably suggest that theirs is quite good. Um, ours has got more longevity in it, you would you would anticipate. I think that I think the thing about starting rotations though, isn't it? You you never until they until they get going, you never really know, you never really know what you're gonna get at certain times of year. I, I was thrilled with it because I felt we needed another um uh, another starter we've got it and, and not only have we got one we've got the best one that was available at that point on the free agent market it's a good deal for him he's come out of it very well I think him and Cole there's going to be a healthy competition to who's the number one obviously Cole's the the name on that that's going to hold that but actually I think when you when you look at it now it was an area of need and they couldn't have addressed it any better without you know giving up a load of kids in the farm really so I thought it was a good job well done yeah, I mean, I think I think in the past few years, Cole's carried a lot on his shoulders in terms of leading the rotation. Um, I now think that with um, Rodon there, it kind of takes that little bit of pressure off of Cole. Do you think that'll be a positive for Cole? It's got to be. I mean, it's, it, it's got to be. Um, he, I think Rodon is a number two. I can't see Cole isn't number one still. But, I mean, we, one to four, I, I really like what we've got. If you think Nesta slots in at three, Seve at four, Seve's potential number two in reality. As as Cortez, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, The the only issue is the number five. Having said that, if your problem's your number five start, it's not too much of a problem because Montas has gone down with shoulder inflammation, so he's likely to miss the start. So we're probably going to have to backfill with Herman, I'm guessing, uh, for for a few weeks. I I think there's enough depth there. For that fifth spot, you know, Lasaga, there's there's a few guys kicking around. I, I wouldn't be. Yeah. I'm actually not too worried about that side of it. I was sorry to see Tyon go actually, 
But then when you, you know, because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not a deal breaker. And, and yeah. uh, you, know, he's, you know, he went, you know, but I was like, oh, it's a shame because, he, you know, he, he was reliable throughout the season. Uh, I think this move is just outstanding. I think when it comes to the number five starter, it, it's all about the way uh, the games fall, whether you actually need one as well at various course, points. Totally. I, 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 yeah. I, I I just think it's something you can ride out. I'm not, I'd be interested to see what Montas actually is. Yeah, and that's, that's my, my, my concern that in missing spring training, because I really wanted to see what he could be with Matt Blake, a, a, you know, a solid spring training. Um, and I, I don't know how much harm that's going to do in terms of setting him back, but we'll, you know, we we'll have to wait and put faith in the organization, but you know, I love it as a, you know, as a guy. And then if you look at, you know, the, the, you know, the long relievers that you've got in there as well, when you think to yourself, well, that's, you know, and the bullpen's looking tidy, you know, it's a, it's just a, can we, can we make contact with bat and ball? I think that's going you know, to be, <laughs> yeah. that would be nice. Um, but actually it's all the ducks seem to be lining up really. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think without a doubt, it's the strongest rotation in a long time at the Yankees. Um, you know, there's legitimate, you know, the top four starters are all legitimate ace potential that they're, they're all, you, you could all fall, fall into the ace category. I can't remember the last time we had that. You're going way, way, way back. Um, and a lot of the guys they had back then were veterans kind of come, come at the end of their career, whereas these these guys are kind of all in the, the sort of prime of their career, which is good. Um, but yeah, and that, overall, I think it's it's exciting. I think Frankie Montas was very disappointing, I thought, when he came across. It wasn't kind of what I hoped he would be. Do you think maybe, I know what you're saying, missing spring training's bad, I think maybe a bit of time, you know, rehabbing in the minors might be good for him. Maybe get him a chance to. I mean, find his I mean, group. possibly. I mean, you know, you've you've left. You're playing in front of fifteen or sixteen people. Yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, in a stadium where you know your batting practice is chasing off rats, and now you've gone to you know you've gone to Yankee Stadium. That is a hell of a jump. I mean yeah. that is a you know that's a hell that's a hell of a jump between the two. So I yeah I was always prepared to be. I was disappointed with him last year. I think everybody was, and he would have been disappointed in himself. But actually, yeah. that's why I really wanted him to have a solid spring training and actually start to feel like a Yankee. Um, and that's my. But as long as he's around the complex in Tampa, as long as you know that that confidence, and they start to bring in the legends to talk to them again, and all the things that the Yankees do so well in spring training. Oh you kind of hope he's going to be able to ride that through. But I think the fan base have possibly already decided they don't like him. Um, and that's in that stadium is a very tricky place to find your way back from. It is. The problem is they traded for an injured guy and yeah. he's not got himself right yet. And obviously he's not going to be right for the start of this season. So like you say, Rob, is he going to be given the time to to prove himself and get himself fully fully right? I don't know. I mean, he was he was brought in to be a potential number two to Cole. Yeah, now, it was clearly yeah. he slipped he slipped down the order now because of Nesta doing so well, Sevy coming back, and now Rodon. But you got to question the trade and whether it was the right one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the flip side of that is uh, becoming the number five starter takes a lot of pressure off him. I mean, if he is just good, it doesn't have to be amazing out of your number five starter. We're all going to take that. You know, they can't all be aces. So I, I, I don't know. But then I mean, again, you, if you said if you yeah. said to me that you're playing JP Sears at the, as the fifth starter who we gave up in the trade, or you know, then you go, well, actually, yeah. that's 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 potential because then you're letting the young man, young man grow. Um, but I, but I think I. But you've got to give me, you've just got to hope and trust in the process, like I say, and, and, and hope that he comes back to it. Yeah. And as we said before, I think there's plenty of depth with Herman and, and Lasaga and some other guys there, uh, Debbie Garcia and stuff. There is enough kicking around that that will um, challenge for that fifth spot. I mean, if any of these guys want to be on the roster regularly, they're going to have to step up uh, because there's not much space there unless the dreaded injuries happen, which could, of course, happen. But um, at the moment, there's only one spot up for for grabs. Montas is out, so whoever's you know in that position from spring training's got a chance to grab it for themselves and hold them out of this out of the team. So, what about Schmidt? Do you think Schmidt might contend? Yeah, Schmidt. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about Schmidt actually. Yeah, you think 
Schmidt. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I see, I, I, I see more of a long man now. To be honest with you, but why not? You know, I mean, let, let, let's see, because he was, uh, you know, da- who knows, Davey Garcia might. <laughs> yeah, I said like you've Garcia might have a bounce back. Garcia could bounce back. You've probably Lasaga, Herman, and as you mentioned, Schmidt. They're all kind of competing for that job at the moment in spring mm. training, unless you bring someone in, which I don't know if I really see that happening, considering it's a short term injury. Given the depth we've got, I don't know if I could see them bringing anyone in. But yeah, it's hard not to be excited. I think the bullpen looks good. Uh, we mentioned it last time. I, I seen today, actually, we, we talked about Chapman. We thought there might not be a market for him, but there were some rumours flying around today that there are some teams looking at him. Chapman's, I thought he's going to Miami. Yeah, yeah. I think the last one we mentioned that they might he might struggle to find a team, but it looks like there is uh, a few teams in on him. Miami makes sense, let's be honest. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how much he's going to get, though. Yeah. The funny thing is, with some players, but you expect them not to get much, and then suddenly they get these crazy deals. It's Well, I get the impression that, you know, the Marlins desperately need something in there, don't they? So they're going to have to... Uh, but I know he's turned down some offers, so he obviously thinks he has his price. Yeah. Uh you know, I'm you know I'm not disappointed he's not coming back though. So that's no, 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 not at all. I think the bullpen looks much better, even oh, just God, out of there canely back. I think it just looks I think the the pen's not something I'm worried about this year. Um I think there's depth there. Uh some guys to come back as well from injury, which will help. I think Boone has got options all the way through, and as long as he as long as he does it properly, then then, then, then then that's fine. Because actually, any scenario, you know, if one of them shits the bed in the first inning, you've got some good you've got some good yeah. long men coming in there, you know. So, um, and here's Dave. Uh, but you know, so I I actually think it's it's going to be quite hard for him not to be able to do well with this lot, or you know, as per I seem to say every podcast until one of them falls over and traps his face in the fridge or something like that, <laughs> and then it all goes tits up but but at the moment you know you would say on paper in particular that that, that there's options options throughout now you know if you look at someone like Kay Holmes and so who's he going to be this year you know what what's, what's can Nesta really have another year like last year could you I hope so wouldn't you I mean really yeah but it is I, a worry yeah I I I, I think there's gonna be a drop-off with Nesta um, there has people, to be, did, people did start to work him out in the second half a little bit um only because his first off was so good but yeah, I I do worry. I think Seve's going to overtake him pretty quickly as a number three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, really, I really fancy Seve. He had a no hitter going in one of his. He, you know, he had two or three starts. He had a no hitter going in one of them, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. I, I really fancy Seve's going to bounce back quite big. I mean, let's be honest. A few seasons ago, before the injury, Severino was outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. He was an ace. And hi, Dave. Welcome to the party. Oh uh, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. We've just been discussing Carlos Rodon and then we've kind of moved on to just looking at the rest of the sort of rotation and, and the pen and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I'm going the opposite way, Mark. I'm all in on Nestor Cortez. I think Cortez is going to have another big season. Right. I think yeah. he has. They did start to find him out a little bit, but I think he has so much in his armory in terms of where he pitches from, his, you know, his arm location, all that kind of thing. I can see him, you know finding a way to fill them again. Um, so how are you feeling about Rodon deal, Dave? I think it could be an excellent acquisition. Yeah. I'm all on the, um, you know, the pitching, the pitching strength is, is good. Um, you know, I think, you know, hearing that you know, you're saying, look, this time, you know, when we were at May last year, the bullpen was excellent. Come June, July, it had fallen apart. So you never, you never know. But at the moment, I think the rotation and the bullpen look excellent. Yeah, I do, I do agree. I think that, I think we're all in agreement with that. Um, yeah, so I think that side of the of the ball looks pretty good. Um, moving across to sort of in the field and things like that, um, there is still some holes in the roster or some, I don't know about holes in the roster, but question marks, we'll call it. Um, so obviously the catching position is fine. In the infield, it looks pretty clear that Josh Donaldson's going to be starting at third base. Um, Kainer Falefa was re-signed. Do you think they'll use him, they'll flip him for someone, or do you think he'll be kept as a utility man? Yes, definitely that. 
If if, if not, he he could be still be the starting short top. But no, they're not, not going to extend off of him like they did, and then and then flip him. I don't no. see any reason for that. Okay, so Lemayhu, where does he fit in? Well, you know. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> but if you've got Kainer Falefa as your super utility man, do you really need DJ as well? Well, uh, at the moment, I'd say Kainer Falefa is still the starting shortstop. Which is like a bad... It, like, like it or not. Yeah. Um, so so DJ is your guy who can slip in at first, second or third. third. Yeah. Could, he could even be starting second baseman. It depends. When, it's a toss-up maybe between him and Labour as to who starts the second. Um. I've been so, interested. I've been interested in this this winter because everyone's talking about trading Glaber. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not. I wasn't there with that. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm. You know. I, I, yeah, he's patchy, but I don't see why you would why you would trade him right now. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I should imagine I'll get shouted down, but I just don't think. It, it, you know, the, the, he's he's still an asset. He's still you know when his bat's hot. And I, I think this year is going to be so interesting because when they're getting rid of the shift, when we've got the balance fixtures and we're going to be, you know, we're not just stuck playing everybody in the AL East who knows him that well and all those kind of things. I just think there are a number of things in this team that could actually work out in our favour. I'm not going to say that Josh Donaldson all of a sudden is going to become good value for money and IKF isn't going to be dropping the ball in the field all the time. But, you know, there are just certain things that might work out in our favour a little bit more. Yeah, I think yeah. I think DJ is going to get at least 130 games because he just slots in at first, second, or third. So he's going to get regular playing time, and he'll just see it at each of those three positions. So Maybe if Kainer Falefa doesn't start the season well at short, to to me it just seems surplus to requirements unless he's going to. In my perfect scenario, we would have traded Donaldson. I think I mentioned that about 400 times in the last podcast. Um, if we could have got out of Donaldson, then kind of Leffa slips to third. You've got DJ spot starting across the, the infield, and yet you're looking pretty good. You kind of Leffa can spot start at uh, short if needed, and you bring one of the young guys in. Um, but it kind of looks like at the moment we're overloaded in the infield, you know, with guys that. And Cabrera was meant to be an infielder, season. but actually played the outfield really well. So, uh, you know, there, yeah, there, yeah, there's, I mean, there's outstanding out there. The, the young guys are key to me. They've they've been held out from every possible deal trade yeah. that's mm-hmm. been going on. You know, they, there comes a time when they've got to be put in to deliver. I would love it to be now. I, I think the time is just let's let's get them in. But you just look at that infield and think shortstop's all in the real position, but if one of them comes in and plays shortstop, we're back to that same point where we've got two super utility guys. You know, mm. how, do, how do you get them starts? How do you get a, keep everyone happy or keep everyone playing? And that's why I kind of felt that Glaber Torres could be the odd one out because he's not as versatile. So if you, if you could get something good in return for Glaber, then... But then, let's be honest, it was Pires last season when Glaber Torres was our offense. He carried us apart from Judge. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You, you would be giving up a lot. Um, you know, Lemay has had his injury problems and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think I, th- I think there's still something to happen in that infield. I just don't know what. Or, as you say, you know, you know Cabrera could be the, an- the answer in left field at the moment. And then, you know, you've got Parazza. Does he win the spot at spring training or do you think they keep him down? I don't know. There's so many I, questions I'm, I'm around this. I'm interested in this because... Because surely you want to start them at the start of the season while everyone's a bit rusty. You know, this this, this, yeah. is, this yeah. is my point with it, that actually that's the time to try and bed them in rather than in, you know, September. Um, so I would like to see, but but I, I, I genuinely believe when spring training comes round, if one of them, and it, it sounds like Volpe is the one they're holding back a bit. I think so. Then, 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 okay. Then, let's see what they do because actually, Ikef he's not on that much money, and if they rate these guys as much as they do, I don't think they'll be afraid to to make the bigger decisions. And I think that's going to be. We know Cabrera can play everywhere, so I mean, that's just. I mean, for me, you, you've got Donaldson either way. In an ideal world, you'd actually just put DJ in at in at third. Really, yeah. for me, I'd be I'd be, I'd be more than happy with that. 
yeah yeah i mean you know i i think i think that's the uh i, I it, it's not the infield that i'm particularly uh concerned about because you can rotate people around you know you're gonna have to rest rizzo so you know dj is gonna go in there yeah you know that glaber I think originally they might have thought a couple of years ago, well, that's that's maybe we can drop in into shortstop if we want to. Now we now know they're not even going to re- contemplate that. You could probably put Glaber at third, realistically. Um, so it, the, 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 there's plenty of the juggle. I just think, well, okay, if you're going for another year, and um, we'll see come the trade window what happens then, because I think you could package him up with a couple of other kids and then move him on that way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I could see something happening there sort of late in the day into spring training, but it'll be interesting because I think we do kind of still have this issue in the outfield. Um, we're a man short out there. Now, Cabrera might be that guy. Maybe that's the way they're viewing it. Cabrera can fit in there. We have been quite heavily linked to Brian Reynolds. I don't know if supposedly the asking price is high. I don't know if I'm really all that into Brian Reynolds. I'm disappointed about Ben attending. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, linking back into your previous statements about DJ, if we're thinking that it's the offence that's the issue, which it is, then actually having at least two contact hitters in your lineup it, is a it's, minimum. It's vital, yeah. DJ's one of them. I was yeah. going to put Ben Attendi down to be the other one. That's the bit that I'm concerned about with too much feast and famine. Yeah. I actually meant to bring Ben Attendi up and forgot about, <laughs> forgot about that when we started chatting there. I was pretty gutted about that. And when you look at the deal that was done there, um, it wasn't as if he went for crazy money or was out of reach or anything like that. I don't, I, think, I, don't think he want, I don't think he wanted to come back, though, did he either? Did he not? No, I don't think he wanted to come back. I think that was the thing. Oh. I think an offer was made, and I think he wanted to go somewhere else. Wonder why. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that was the, that was the big thing with him. Um, okay. And that's fine. You know, you don't want to be there. I mean, I think you've got he's got a good deal, and I think the White Sox are going to be a basket case this year again, anyway. And he's going to be a superstar there. You know, I think I think Bader's a good contact hitter from what I saw at the end of yeah. last year. So I think there's options in there. I, you know, um, I think Profile's a name that's been linked to us. Yeah, I was uh, going to that. Lot. Yeah. Uh, there's apparently this guy, and he's, he used to be a switch hitter, and he's gone from um, uh, being able to bat with either hand to not being able to bat at all. We got a chap called Aaron Hicks, and apparently he's <laughs> and he might, he might be quite putting his head in the way or something like that. So we're you know, but but we can't see. I think you know they're they're obviously trying to package Hicks and IKF up at some point. I guess that's you know you know for some twelve year old in the Rockies system or something like that. That's what we're going to end up with. I mean, it could be decent insurance because somebody's going to get an injury out of spring training. Oh, yeah. So that they're, they're decent insurance packages for somebody else who maybe comes to us after spring training. Yeah, we could package him up then. Yeah, but at the moment we've got lots of options, which is what you need at this time. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I wouldn't hate the Brian Reynolds deal, um, but I just think it's a bit more of the same um, if you bring him in. But it's a good point. I mean, Harrison Bader, I've got a feeling he's going to have a really good season. He's a good contact hitter. Um, yeah, so Jerickson Profar, I don't know how I feel about that either. Depends on the deal, doesn't it? Really, I mean, I, average average left fielder doesn't hit for average. I don't know. I don't. I, who would I, you rather be, a Yankee or a Red Sox fan, right now? That's the. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can go. On, we can go on and laughing at them in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. I mean, is anybody fancying profile, or is it, am I just being overly negative there? Or I don't think he city fits us. To be honest, I nah. think you've got enough. Um, outfield options w- without going for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, and I, 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 I never minded Stanton out there. I, I like him as a player. I, I think it's a fancy option. He's a really good little backup, but I don't think he fits us at all. Yeah, I, I was actually quite surprised when I read that. I think it was this morning I seen it come up and I was like, I just don't see him as being a fit for us at all, but like, hey, well, I mean, I think, as we mentioned, Cabrera gives us a bit of an option out there as well because he, he, yeah. his arm was absolutely brilliant out there. Um, so uh, maybe they're, they're kind of leaning towards that. If nothing comes up, then 
you know, let the kids play. And I'm kind of all for that. I've got to admit, I would rather, you know, there's a lot of money being put out in other players. Maybe it's time to let these young guys play and balance the line up a little bit that way. Um, but I wouldn't be against it. Well, uh, Cabrera played out there for a bit last year and didn't do a bad job, did he? No, no, I, I was actually quite impressed with him. So, um, I, I, I would have problem as well. Hicks is your bench option. He did have some clutch hits at times last year off the bench and stuff like that. So I, I think I think you used a the plural there. Uh, which yeah, maybe is, one, maybe one was that. Or was that right? just your accent? I don't know. <laughs> you could be right. <laughs> uh, I can't see more than fifth or sixth in the out, you know outfield strength depth. And, nah, I, I, and I was also wondering with you know agreeing arbitration with most people apart from Glaber. Did make me think whether Glaber and Hicks might start to be packaged up with or without Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I just think, I definitely think when you look at the, the construction of the roster at the moment, there are some things that don't make sense. So there's guys that are eligible to be moved. Um, the thing with Glaber is he's not that flexible, but he is young. He's young and he, he is capable of, you know, the, when his hot streaks are hot, he is, he is a great bat and a great player to have in the team if we can just find a way to get a little bit more consistency out of him. But I suppose that's, yeah, might not be easy to find. Where's Clint Frazier when you need him, eh? Oh, Clint Frazier. God. Yeah, he can't get a bat anywhere, can he? No. no. What, did, did he ever go over the illness thing and all that stuff? No. Or, Nah, he did a he did a podcast where he was talking about he was back and excited to be playing for the Cubs, and then that didn't that didn't happen. So now, unfortunately, that's a career. He'll be, you know, maybe in Mexico or the KBO or something, and try and rebuild himself back up that way. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it just never really worked for him. Yeah. I think, I think his social media profile worked against him a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, Red Thunder. I think he got DFA'd by the Cubs when he was at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> it was really <laughs> That's a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite ironic. So yeah, so things are things are looking pretty decent. Um I don't know if I'm overly optimistic at the moment, but as soon as spring training starts, then you get caught up in the big rush of it all and what what do you make of these uh, new executive vice presidents, executive assistant oh, yeah. Dashman? I mean, I think that they, they made two moves there in the space of a couple of days that uh, bringing the guy from the Giants and uh, and all that. And I think, I think that's interesting because is that, is that how now saying, you know, Brian, we're just going to have to uh, keep a little bit of a closer eye on you here now and are you too reliant on the analytics and let's use our eye a little bit more. I just, I just found those to be interesting. Uh, and I mentioned it having completely forgotten their names. So apologies for that, chap. Sabian uh, and Yes. <laughs> Manaya was a guy from who was at the the Mets, wasn't he? Omar Manaya, yeah. yeah. And what's Sabine's Sabian. first name? Brian Sabian. Sabian. Yeah. So he he um I, I don't know what to make of it. I didn't know if it was maybe you know are they trying to take the heat off of Cashman a little bit? You know, get some other guys in there that can take a bit of heat off them for stuff that's going on, or are they genuinely going to be there to? help with what's going on with the team and try and I don't know I'm kind of a bit baffled by it it's an additional insights but again are too many insights you know good or bad um it could well be that Cashman was viewed to be all powerful so now they've got other views coming in did Cashman make the hires with the hires made from above there's you know You'd say that they're well respected, but they're just too many question marks about why. Yeah. I mean, they, they they could they could be seat warmers for a bit. I mean, for all we know, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it could just be. I just think when it comes to building out the young players, having watched the G to documentary series and see, you know, Cashman's relationship with players, and I think a general manager very often is is meant to be standoffish anyway. But if you're trying to build something out of younger players, and it may well be. The thing that we're looking for, like bringing those younger players through, um, they might advise on that sort of thing. But it seems to me that they're more talent acquisition into the minor system, I'm guessing, more than anything. So I don't know how much day-to-day -day, um, with the main team we'll be having. I might be wrong, 
but uh, I'll just be interested to see how that plays out. I, I mean, I'm, I'm come from the position that if we say that our major off-season move was keeping Judge, then Cashman nearly wrecked that deal twice. Yeah. Once at the start by announcing the salary pre-season, and then when it looked like he was going to go to the Giants. And, you know, if it was Hal that actually made the call to save it, that sort of implies that, you know, the, he's, he shouldn't be overly, you know, completely trusted. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Steinbrenn and I'm getting booed walking onto the field with a check, uh, I'm probably going back to my office going, yeah, we should we should probably have a look at this a little bit more now. <laughs> so our, 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 our salary is really quite large and I'm still getting booed for it. So something's, <laughs> something's yeah. gone wrong. Something's a little bit awry here. Um, and I think I think that's that I, I get the impression that, you know, if I if I was House Nightman and that's what I would do. I'd be like, no, Brian, of course, you know, we just we're just bringing you a little bit of help just to take just to take the heat off, mate. And in no way are they going to be feeding back to me, uh, you monster. Uh, you know, <laughs> something how, like that. How long was Cashman's deal for? Four years. Was, yeah, four, four years. years. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's not basically that his jacket's on a shaky nail anyway, but maybe yeah. it's just I kinda get I kinda get the feeling it's some other guys in there to take a bit of heat off of Cashman that's going to be kind of well-known names front and center you know because there is other guys in the front office that we just don't really hear about that you know you know cashman takes all the sort of you know the, the heat for it if you like so it sounds like of... the front office is going to be bigger than the playing field now though that's the uh... <laughs> yeah i mean there's no doubt about it the guys are experienced um mm -hmm. both very very experienced and they've been around and they'll know that maybe they're just going to bring some non-yankees you know cashman's been at yankees a long time Howes will never know the Yankees. Maybe they just want to get some people in from other teams, and you know. Well, Sabian, Sabian was with the Yankees, wasn't he? And he then was, he, yeah, it yeah. was at one point, yeah. yeah. But hey ho, but yeah. Hey. Anyway, it's. I don't think it's going to make a big difference in the grand scheme of things at all. No. I think it will still be uh, the Harlan Cashman show. That's for sure. Um. Yeah. So, Carlos Correa. Mm. We had a little talk about it earlier. What an unbelievable episode, man. episode of events that went on. So he's, he signed for the Giants, was it? He was about to. They were about, about to. to have the press conference to sign. That's right. And they took, they cancelled it because of his um, medical exactly. history. Yeah. So then the Mets jumped in and did almost the same deal. It was crazy money. Was it 12 years? Which is bonkers, yeah, really. Yeah, but I think it was a 12-year deal or 13-year deal or something like that. But it was almost the way that Cohen said as well was, this is the final piece, this is what yeah. I want. And he did completely lauded the deal. Yep, and the, the Mets fans went into overdrive about how great it was and all that kind of stuff. And then it seems like the same ankle issue from years ago scuppered the deal again. So it was... Deal was done pending a physical as it was for the Giants, and then he ended up. I think he went back to the Twins for two hundred million. Six years, yeah. Six yeah. years, two hundred million. But there is some vesting years on that. I think can take it up to nine if okay. if he's fit. But I think he's less something. Like and I think that number is very similar to the number he turned down from the Houston Astros when they. Tried yeah. to sign him up at the end of his series. Uh, but then again, in his press conference, he did say he did feel loved in Minnesota. Uh, and and so that's obviously where he really wants to. Uh, yeah, he felt wanted. that love that he went, he went to another two places. That's where he, he wants to be. Yeah, yeah that's... The only club he's ever wanted to play for. Oh, but yeah, he... The Robbie Keane. The Robbie Keane <laughs> of, of baseball. That's it. Ever since he was a child. Uh, yeah, but that, that man is going to be, you know, I think the issue, I was listening to Buster Olney and they're saying that towards the end of that original deal, he's, he would be so arthritic, he would barely be able to move around the field. And I think that was... And it's interesting that Steve Cohen, who's absolutely, you know, minted, uh, that even he's got an element of restraint that he was willing to go, oh, okay, I'm going to listen to some people. This is a bad deal. I mean, it was a silly deal. We're not baseball experts, but we could see that the last, probably the last four years of that deal were going to be horrible. 
But all these deals, you know, 13 years together, I just think any of these deals right now, you just think to yourself, what the hell's going to, what the hell's going on here? That this, you know, I know the CBA is done and this is the, the the players are absolutely loving it. I mean, the idea, to be honest with you, the idea of signing a 12 year contract in my work would, well, make my, might make my, the companies who work with me feel with dread actually more than me, I suppose, actually. But, you know, just the, just the dread of that. But I just think to myself, it was, it's laughing stock. You know, he went into free agency. He took on an agent who had never been a baseball agent before, couldn't get a, couldn't get a team. And then so ended up with Scott Boris, does a year, you know, backs himself and then comes out in a position where he would have earned the same amount of money if he just stayed in the Astros in the first place. It's, It's absolute nuts. Yeah, it's... you know why the Mets turned him down because they consulted the same doctor <laughs> the Giants had. Did they? So, <laughs> yeah, did they? It was, so it was going to be the same result. I mean, what I would say is I don't think Carlos Correa is about to send this doctor a Christmas card. No, <laughs> no, uh, because it cost him 130 million. Under the 30 million reasons, why not? <laughs> you, you've got to wonder what were they expected to see then? Were they, were they going to like? hold the paper upside down and maybe yeah. see if it was a different ankle or something. What, what, you know, what the hell was the point of that? It's just, um, I mean, it's, is it embarrassing? I mean, you know, is it embarrassing for him? It's, you know, it's sad for him because he's a hell of a player, although, you know, nobody really likes him. Is he just going to disappear into the wilderness there now? I mean, they're not, they're not competitive, are they? I mean, maybe one day, but I can't see the twins really being that. And yet it's a, it's an you know it's a division that you would expect to be able to compete anyway. I guess you've got a chance of making it to the to yeah, the postseason, yeah. haven't you? Really, you could have a, you could have a really bad season and still have a chance. Nobody seems to want to win it, uh, so we might as well stick it out there. It just yeah, no, it just seemed uh, a strange old time for the guy. Uh, could, with all, you know, the, the absolute farce, really. Yeah, I could see him having a big season with a lot to prove, and I, th- I think he could he could. Bounce but no back. one will, no, no one will notice though, will they? Yeah, well, the Mets will. That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> the Mets the fans fight. will. They <laughs> definitely <laughs> will. You know, that's just it. It's just it, it, it's just absolute wilderness, and I mean, it seems strange because the, the the you know the Twins, um, obviously with with Sanchez going there now, they don't want him back. You know, and you, you think to yourself, well, what you know, what is that team? And uh, yeah, it's a shame for him, but I think a, a personalities like his would have played really well in New York, actually, and it's just. Gone on it. I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be interesting yeah. he's at the end of six years, and it'd be down to him to, you know, to be bathing in cod liver oil. Never mind ice, ice baths. You know. Well, the <laughs> thing is, yeah, I mean, it's it's on him to to make the extra money. Now yeah. he he can. I think he can make up to almost not quite the same amount of money, but I think there's a lot more on the table, providing he can he can stay fit. So it's all there from another with sort of. Lot, sorry, on you go, Dave. I was just going to say, with a lot of these contracts, when you say in the last four or five years. I was going to say when we get to like episode three hundred and twenty-eight in sort of twenty thirty-three, yeah. it's going to be who agreed to this contract? Yeah, what yeah, the hell yeah. were they thinking of? Yeah, see the thing is, what like I think I've mentioned it a long, long time ago in a podcast. Was there any really many? Sorry, not any many ten-year deals or more that have worked out for a team? Jeter's the one that springs to mind for me. The Jeter deal, the first Jeter deal, second Jeter contract was all right as well, but. I think the Jeter contracts certainly were worth it, but the most teams instantly regret it. When you're, to get paying, it. you're paying for the dominant first three, four years, though, and you know, don't you? Look when you sign a deal like this, I think. Look at Stanton. I mean, it cost him money to get out of Stanton. They'd done that crazy deal and then realised it was a horrible deal. He got traded to us. They ate up a bunch of the money, and the deal when it came to us was actually pretty decent because oh. they had ate so much of the, the money up. You know, A-Rod signed that big deal with Texas and then they wanted out of him. He ended up at the Yankees. It's just, I just, I can't think off the top of my head too many of these sort of 10-year deals that have been, that have been good, that have been worth it. I think you're right. I'd, I'd quote Joey Votto as one. Oh, oh, yeah. Good shout. But, yeah. but there's not many, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, but the teams keep doing it. They, st- they still seem to get caught up with the sort of Scott Boras type stuff and, and still do these deals. It just makes no sense. Kevin yeah, Brown was a shocker for the Yankees 15 years ago and nothing has actually improved since. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Another kind of bit of sort of news in the MLB this week that caught my attention was um, the Dodger situation with Trevor Bauer. So they've cut him loose, but they cut him loose at the 11th hour of when they could... So. It wasn't quite a clear-cut thing where, right, we don't want him back kind of thing. He's bad for the team. He's bad for everything and get him out. They obviously seriously considered bringing him back 
and then at the last minute decided no they didn't want to do it and got rid of him it's the investment versus the the reputation isn't it and you've got to work out the financial risk of both um and i think the way the world has rightly changed over the last couple of years. if you look at our reaction to her man if you look at sports yeah. fans maybe five ten years ago actually you know your player gets done drink driving knocks somebody over but as long as he comes and bangs a few goals in for us then you start cheering him on again i think the yeah i, th- I think the world's changed you know my local team guys we've signed every ex- flipping criminal here that you actually get in the fan base and it got to the point where they signed an ex-rapist and the fan base uh, you know made it at that point there's just an area that you're you're yeah. not willing to go to um yeah and and, and, I, and I think that's what it came down to about one I, I must admit i thought with us with her man and everything i was like, oh for christ's sake we're going to end up signing, yeah. <laughs> signing this bus. the thing is with with um i think he's only got one year left hasn't he so i don't think financially it, it was a terrible thing from what i read the other day i think the players actually didn't want him back or but this like, is what so, was released i think the dodgers are trying to trade him that was the reason why for the delay. They were just trying to see if they could offload and if somebody would give okay. them, I don't know, a couple of draft picks or something like that for him. And clearly they couldn't get a they couldn't get a party to do that. So yeah, they've, they've cut bait. They don't look particularly great because they look like they've delayed and left it to the last minute. Because, like you said, are they thinking about it? I don't actually think they seriously were. Um, yeah, it's hard to. I hope no. I hope no team does take him. I, I suspect somebody probably will, but. God, I hope it's not us. I really do. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I don't think we need him. And I don't think... No, he doesn't. I don't think... I think having getting rid of Chapman and the baggage with him, I, I just don't see that happening. I really don't. No, I, would, no. I mean, you know, the twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, disappearing to the AL Central, you know, just something like that. I don't know. I can see someone picking him up. Um I don't, but that sentence that he had, you know, that, that, you know, obviously we don't know the details of what happened. It ain't great, is it? I mean, let's be honest with you. It, it ain't great. So I think um, any team that picks him up, you've, you've got to make sure that you are either cold blooded or, or your PR mechanisms are absolutely watertight. I just think there's a line that's been crossed there. I think he might be one once again, that goes off somewhere else internationally and then gains a bit of attention and comes back. I don't know, but you know, it could be over and done with for him, really. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Could be. I yeah. mean, I think if you, if you flip it to American football, you've seen the absolute flat that Cleveland Browns have got for getting Sean mm. Watson. And I think whilst that is fresh in everybody's mind, that's yeah. Good gone. Across. As I say, I don't think now any, you, know, you might, if it had been a year ago, you might have had one owner, two owners, Pick him up. I think seeing the flack that has happened to the Browns, I don't think anybody will touch him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do think you're right. Now, on to more happy subjects, um, let's talk about the sort of big free agent signings that Red Sox have made. Haven't they done well? Haven't they? <laughs> haven't, haven't, they haven't they done well? And, and now that Story as well is injured now as well. So it's going... It's, it's going. What... what? I, I don't actually know what's going on there. I, I, I don't. I can't get my head around it. Well, any other team, you would tank. Any other, t- you know, any well, not any other, t- you know, but there's a certain like the tier below them. You would you would say to the fan base, "We're going to have to tank. It's gone wrong. We're just going to hit the wilderness for a couple of years and come back." But you can't do that there, and so they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Where did you see the 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 big graphics when Devers signed and it was. The Boston Red Sox, the home of Raphael Devers. You're like, really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, really? I mean, I, I like he's a, he's a he's a great hell of a you know yeah great great player, but really the the most storied history, you know, the Green Monster and all these things, and you come up with the home of Raphael Devers. Um, they're an absolute absolute basket case at the moment. I think they are essentially tanking, aren't they? But then you don't offer a 13. I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't think they can. I, I, I think they have to be seen. And the problem is the AL East is not a division to be caught in the middle. You know, you either you either compete or you don't. Because if you're telling your fan base that you are competing and then you're nowhere near, 
that that leaves you in a really tricky position because you just got to wonder what their starting lineup's going to be. Who's what's their you know what's their opening day lineup going to be? Particularly shortstop and uh, shortstop, yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could trade. We could trade the IKF. How about that? I wouldn't. I, and yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. It, it would really... surprise me. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But, but what, what was the last trade we did with, with, with Boston? Oh man, there's a Thank you, not one in my not one for a long time. Is it not we some trade bull, bullpen or something like that? I think they're dangerously, you know, they're desperate though, aren't they? I mean, this is the, this is the thing. Um, I don't. I mean, if you look at now the stories, and I know most people weren't surprised. Well, I, I imagine we were talking about it when we were thinking of signing him. That we, there was concerns over his arm. Um, and it's all just come to pass that the the, the what's I don't I, I haven't even looked up what their rotation is now. I mean, what area of strength do they currently have at the minute? I don't think they've got much. I, I... Having a quick look, I think the last trade was Ottavino. I think that they've got yeah. that wasn't a trade. They picked him up That's in free agent. Yeah, they picked him up in a free agent. It's Stephen uh, Drew, Stephen Drew, and Kelly Johnson. I think. Even through there was a favourite yeah. of mine. Jesus, I think the Red Sox rotation is one that would have been great five years ago. Um, because they've got Kluber, they've got Sale. Uh, yeah. Who else have they got? How many starts? How many starts do you reckon you're going to get out of Chris Sale this year? They've got James Paxton. How many starts are you going to get out of James Paxton? You know, the I mean, then the, are you going to get of of those? I mean, in, in all fairness, you know, Kluber, he had, a, you know, he had an okay year last year, a few more injuries. But actually, of those three, how many starts do you think they're going to get across the season from those three? Because you know that, but you know, when Evaldi left and, and went to went to rain, because I must admit, I thought well, he's going to sign up there again, and then they've got that as a four. You know, itself. Yeah. You, 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 there, there's no way. What Paxton? How many starts are you going to get from him this year? What? You're right. You've been looking to get sixty starts from the three of them. I think. Yeah. You've, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is Chris Sale now? I mean, that th- that is, I mean, he was outstanding. Don't get me wrong, a great Chris Sale is sensational. But oh, he's he's long. He's past made the glass at the minute. Yeah. Way past. Yeah, he's, he's, and what he's, are they paying him for that? You know, uh, it's, um, just, it's just it's actually hard to imagine how they could get themselves in such a bad state. It really is. It's. Well, but the thing is, because of the because of the way they've they've lined up the the fixtures, though, they are going to be playing. If they were just once again, if we were playing an AL East heavy time frame, then actually I think they'd be really exposed. The joy of now the equilibrium across all the teams means they might be able to mask it a little bit. Um, but who knows? Because they're in, you know, dire straits. Really, I mean, they've just they've just seemed to have got it wrong. All the way around. Have they? Has that Jeter Downs gone as well? Now he was going to be the 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 young lad that they signed that was going to come through, and I think they DFA'd him as well. Now, haven't they? I think um, it's just where 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 is the strength? There is, and if you look at the, some of the defensive errors they were making out in the field last year, I mean they were, I mean they were just magnificent, weren't they? I mean, they were just, <laughs> I mean, they, were, they were just because they didn't start the year that badly, and then it all just fell to pot. Where the hell are they going to go? I've actually pulled up the roster when you look through it. It's actually, it's actually terrible reading. But let's let's have a little let's have a little read. Just do a quick read through with it. Just, right, so just the so... catchers have got Reese McGuire, Connor Wong, infielders Christian Arroyo, Tristan Casas, Bobby Dalbeck, Raphael Devers, the man, mm-hmm. the home of David... Casas. could be quite good. Yeah, David Hamilton. Um, Rafaela, Trevor Story, Justin Turner, then outfielders, they've got uh, Abreu, Jaron Duran, Enrique Hernandez, Rob Ref Snyder, Alex Verdugo, and the, the Japanese guy Yoshida that they just signed, which they apparently overpaid on. So, yeah, it's not not great reading at all when you look at it. So, Such a shame. Bless him. I know. What a David shame. Hamilton must be 85 if he's a day. <laughs> I've got a few veterans in there, that's for sure. David Hamilton, didn't he used to be a DJ on Radio 2? Thank you very much. Yeah. 
That was before my that was probably I, I, by, the, by the way, Mark's point. saying that like he doesn't know when he remembers yeah. him when he was on Radio One, mate. Yeah, I was gonna say I was probably listening <laughs> to Radio One at that point. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that'll that'll cover us off for tonight. Um I think we'll probably try and catch up again. Hopefully spring training's not too far away now. Um when we start to get a bit more to talk about how people are doing, um, you know, how things are looking. One year we need to do a trip to spring training, guys. It oh, yeah, epic. It would be epic just getting over and about a bit of time in the sunshine and, and, and getting to see some Yankees uh, games up close and getting to meet some players and stuff. Mate, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd take a trip to York, never mind New York at the moment. I tell you, that's the that's an <laughs> I live in I live in Leeds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sunny, sunny Leeds, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know when we'll do the next one, but we'll try and get together again soon and do this a bit more regularly heading into the season. Hopefully we can tempt Jack back. He's been a he's been absent. I don't think he checks the the chat very often when we're setting these things up. Um, and Chris, Chris, we'll need to get Chris back on again. But hopefully we'll get all that sorted soon, and um, and we'll get the next one done. So thanks for your time tonight, guys. Cheers. Mm-hmm.